Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. If you've seen HDTV, you definitely want HDTV. But will a large new flat screen television fit into the footprint your old tube occupies? And how will that high def change the way you light the room? Read our easy tips to design a media room when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. Coast to coast and floorboards the shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We're making good homes better every single day. Call us right now with your home improvement question. Call us with your do-it-yourself dilemma. What are you working on? Your roof, your floors, your plumbing system. You don't need a plunger in every room. They're not a trendy <laughs> decorating item. You mean it's not good to keep on the side of the couch? No. Call us now. We'll give you easy tips for plumbing repairs and marital bliss all in one <laughs> phone call. 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. We're really inexpensive therapists, and your house will look great. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and much, much cheaper than a divorce attorney. <laughs> Coming up this hour, we're going to give you some tips on how to keep your tile floors shiny and new with a cleaning solution that's all natural. You don't need those crazy chemicals in your house. There's stuff in your cupboards right now. You know, think about it. When our grandparents were were growing up, they didn't have all the commercial products that we now have. There are easy, natural, inexpensive solutions for all the cleaning dilemmas that you have in your house. We're going to talk about how to help get your floors clean this hour. Yeah, and you know what? Those natural solutions sometimes clean the best, so it's not hooey, folks. Give them a try. Also, and of the many, many calls we get here at the Money Pit every single week, flooring is the number one topic, including questions about the new kit on the block, laminate floors. But what exactly is a laminate floor is what most people ask. Is it wood? Is it plastic? Is it as tough as a real hardwood floor? Well, the folks at Consumer Reports say so, and we always agree with that, what they say, and we're going to have that story later this hour. And find out how to get your new wood deck ready to withstand the winter. You know, deck maintenance doesn't stop when the winter season comes. That's when it starts. So you have to get it ready. You have to prepare it so it can stand up to that winter weather. We're going to have an expert from the Western Red Cedar Lumber Association join us with tips on how to maintain and improve your wood deck so it stands up all winter long. That's right. And October is Indoor Air Quality Month, and Tom and I are still expecting our cards, folks. That means you've got to make them. So make them and I check with fun. Hallmark. They don't have one, so you're going to have to make your own. We should have a separate contest for who can ever make the best indoor air quality card. There's probably going to be a lot of houses with sad faces on them. But that's right. October is Indoor Air Quality Month. And why? Because it's the month pretty much everywhere in the United States where it starts to get a little bit chilly, and you're sealing up your homes for the winter to keep that cold out. Or if you're in a warmer climate area, keep that 
that cold air in. But by doing so, you're trapping bad air inside with you. So we're going to give away a tool that's going to help keep your indoor air clean all winter long and all year long, as a matter of fact. If you visit MoneyPit.com, you can register for the Clear the Air Sweepstakes, and you can win an April Air Model 5000 electronic air cleaner with the installation. Huge prize. And if you don't win that, you might win this. One caller we choose this hour is going to win a set of three Ryobi One Plus products, a radio, a fan, and an inflator. It's worth 100 bucks. so phone in your home improvement or home fix-up question right now. one Pit. Leslie, who's our first caller? WJFK Free FM is where Heather listens in the D.C. area. What can we do for you? I have a concrete slab patio that was poured about four years ago, so it's already cured and it's settled. They did not seam it, and so I have one large crack that's running across the entranceway, and I wanted to know if there was a way that I could fill it or cover it with concrete or what the best solution would be that I wouldn't have to tear it up. Well, do you care that it's ugly that you have this crack? Because you talked about filling it. Um, you know, you could put a flowable urethane sealant in there, but you're still going to see it. Yeah, and see, and then, then I just think it's going to look gross. Is there a way that I can I can fill it and then put concrete over it and no. brush it again? No, well, uh, you know, you could fill it with an epoxy patching compound, but then you're going to have to use the matching epoxy paint and do the entire surface. How big is this uh, patio? It's a pretty good size. It's probably about, um, it's in the shape of a baseball diamond, and it's probably about... 20 feet long and about mm, 12 feet wide. Okay. You know, the other thing that you could think about doing if you want to make a really cool-looking improvement is to put paver bricks on top of it. It will make a great base for paver bricks. And paver bricks are very easy to install. It's like putting together a puzzle, you know, because they're exactly one brick long is two bricks wide. You simply just assemble them in whatever pattern you want. And uh, you could have a very, very attractive-looking uh, patio, paver patio, right on top of the old nasty-looking concrete know about painting concrete can do it well there's a lot of different methods if you wanted to paint it make sure you get a concrete floor paint that's durable for outside something that's really going to stand up you have to make sure that that concrete is clean then you can go ahead and just paint it one color paint a rug on it paint it a series of different colors whatever you like or there's something called acid staining for concrete. And it's generally not a do-it-yourself project, although some people do look into the science of it and figure out what chemicals cause what colors, because that's how that works. And that can be very interesting because it gives it a very rich and very textural color or colors, depending on what you like. And it can also be acid stained to look like a checkerboard pattern or to look like a different type of tile. So there's a lot of things. Generally, you know, do an online search in your area and find a pro who does that and then look at their book and see what type of work it is that they do. A lot of times they'll customize a look specifically for your job. But by looking at their reference book, you'll get an idea of the type of work that they do. And it's gorgeous. I mean, painting. You can knock the painting out in a weekend. And really, you know, if you've ever seen any Leslie's projects that she does on TV, this idea of painting a design onto concrete is, is not that difficult to do. Great. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Heather. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Jack in Nevada, you're on the line and you listen on KBZZ. What can we do for you today? I get my chimney sneaks, goes out through the roof, and when the rain hits it, it comes down inside. Inside. Okay. Do you have a cap on the chimney? Yes. Have you examined the the, uh, the crown of the chimney, the concrete crown between the liner and the outside of the chimney from the top? Got no concrete. From a gas stove, furnace? It's a metal vent pipe? Yes, sir. If it's leaking at the base, then you probably need to replace the flashing, and that's usually built into a metal chimney. It's very often called a B-vent. 
It's a double-lined uh, metal vent made out of stainless. And there's a flashing component to that that will seal against the chimney and put under the shingles. I suspect that the flashing is breaking down if it's leaking. Um, you can try to tar it, but that usually is very short-lived. The best thing to do is to disassemble the chimney because it's usually built in sections and slip over a new piece of chimney flashing. It's built right into the vent itself. It goes up under the shingles and allows the water to roll over that and then around the chimney and it won't leak again. All right, Jack, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Well, water and electricity never mix, so let's hope we can help Blake with his dilemma. You want to add an outlet to the bathroom. Let's help you out. What can we do? Yes, um, I have a, a house that was built in the 60s, and uh, when it was built, there was uh, really no electrical outlet put in the bathroom. It was integrated in the light fixture, and I was wanting to put in a, in a new outlet, and I was wondering if it was uh, GFCI compatible and uh also, how to wire it in. Well, it's definitely a good idea to put in a ground fault um, outlet. Uh, it is a 1960s house. Yes. So what kind of wiring do you have? Do you have uh, three wires that go through that? Um, there's three, uh, three wires on the, in the wall outlets. Well, you probably can install it. It's, it's not sort of electricity 101 to put a ground fault in because if it's done improperly, it can appear to trip but not trip. I, I learned this from years in the home inspection business, actually testing ground faults with an expensive tester. Sometimes it'll trip on the outlet itself, but not when you put a tester in it. So if you're unfamiliar with how to install a ground fault, I wouldn't recommend it as your first project. Um, having said that, though, I will commend you as, on putting one in because a ground fault is much safer than a regular outlet. And in fact, as you may know, it's required in modern construction. But back in the 60s, it wasn't put in. The reason it's different than than old-fashioned electrical outlets is because it has the ability to detect diversion of current to a ground source, and, and that's what happens if you're getting a shock. If two one-thousandths of an amp goes to ground, the ground fault circuit will turn off that outlet. Now, by the way, it could be installed at the outlet, and it could also be installed at the circuit breaker. There's a way to put a ground fault circuit breaker in that will protect the entire circuit. But anything that's a wet location in your house should have one. And if you're going to have an electrician come in and help you with this, because you, as you say, you've never put one in before, do the rest of the house at the same time. I mean, the, the expense is the service call. The outlets are very inexpensive. So put them in the kitchen at the countertop. Put them outside the outlets on the outside of your house. Put them in the garage and, of course, in all of the bathrooms. Those are the most appropriate places to have that. That's going to give you a high degree of safety. Okay, Blake? Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Hey, everybody out there in Money Pit land. Now you can call in your home repair or home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. We're always working. Just call one eight 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 Money Pit, and we'll help you out. 888-666-3974. Up next, a quick tip to keep tile floors shining like new. It costs pennies, and it's chemical-free. 888-MONEY-PIT. Some people try to fix everything themselves. What you doing, Dad? Ah, here, bud. Hold this wrench, will you? Wow. When you've got drain problems, it's time to call the Roto-Rooter professionals. Roto-Rooter technicians arrive on time, give you an accurate cost estimate up front, and they do the job right the first time, guaranteed. So the next time you have a stopped-up drain, you know who to call. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name, and away go trouble down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. 
Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. So AARP has a series of tips for homeowners who want to improve their homes, make them safer and more comfortable. And I found these tips on their website, aarp.org universalhome. In the bathroom alone, I widened the door, installed brighter light bulbs, and put non-slip surfacing on the floor tiles. Instead of wishing my house had improvements, I'm making them. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org universalhome. Mold is in your house. Chances are it's breeding behind your walls. In fact, it's been estimated that 70% of all homes could have mold in their wall cavities, particularly when moisture is present. Fortunately, there's an ingenious new way to fight the problem. You see, until now, drywall had paper on both sides, and mold eats paper, which is why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper-faced drywall, Dens Armor has glass mat facings on both sides, and no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you are building or remodeling, stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor. To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer. Hi, I'm Rob Petterkevich, Executive Director of the American Society of Home Inspectors. Buying or selling a home can be overwhelming. It's important to have your home thoroughly inspected by a qualified professional before you make your final purchase decision. They can check for structural problems and examine all the important systems. It's also a good idea to have your home inspected before you put it up for sale. For more information, please visit ASHI.org. A public service message of the American Society of Home Inspectors. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Roto-Rooter. For all your plumbing and drain cleaning needs, whether it's a small job or a big repair, request the experts from Roto-Rooter. That's the name, and away go troubles down the drain. Call 1-800-GET-ROTO or visit roto-rooter.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Making good homes better. You know, you can listen to the Money Pit and do home improvements at the same time, which is something you can't do when you're watching TV. <laughs> and it's good because, you know, you can also podcast the Money Pit as well. So if there's something that you missed the first time, you can go back and listen to it over and over again. I know Tom's voice gets a little annoying. Bear <laughs> with it. You'll really follow the drill. It's funny. That's what my <laughs> wife says, too. You're so funny. <laughs> Sink right. and go at moneypit.com. You know, I've been looking at the podcast numbers. They're getting How crazy. How we're doing? Uh, let's see. Last month, it was 65,000 people. <laughs> downloaded the podcast that's huge it's amazing it's amazing it's i such only a downloaded sixty four thousand. so that's right that's right you got one of those dipping ducks like hitting the uh <laughs> the button on your mouse just just giving us like hits on the website <laughs> so tom you were talking about inexpensive natural cleaning I remedies was. and i really like this suggestion because i was looking in october's issue of house and garden and they were saying in this story called living well the enemy within which is about cleaning products for your house dish soap shampoo hair gel all this stuff. The EPA 
is saying that these are causing five times the level of common pollutants outside to be inside and that if things keep going the way they're going with the way people use soaps and detergents and not really paying attention because if you look at that detergent bottle there is not one ingredient listed which means what are these folks hiding from you and the article states that in LA and the adjoining counties the approximately 108 tons of VOCs which are off-gassing that occurs from a bunch of different things Votile in your house. organic compounds. Mm-hmm. You um, from household cleansers, right. personal grooming products, paints will soon overtake car exhaust as the primary source of air pollution. That's wow. LA folks. Wow. Smog ridden LA is soon going to be overrun by hair gel usage. So <laughs> seriously I know it sounds funny but think about it. There are other ways to clean your house and I was saying in the beginning of the program that uh, you know years and years ago all of our, our our ancestors had were natural products. They had vinegar, they had water, they had things like that. And it actually works pretty good. Yeah, and the vinegar and water, if you make a solution of that, you can use it to wash just about any flooring in your house. It doesn't leave streaks. It costs about half of any of those expensive and toxic cleaners that you can find on the market. And it's safe and natural. So give it a try and help save your indoor air quality. One tip white vinegar yeah not okay. not salad dressing vinegar we're not talking <laughs> not, balsamic not red vinegar speaking of white <laughs> vinegar you know white vinegar and a bit of water is also a great window cleaner you can spray it on them because think about it if you use a commercial window cleaner you spray it you stick your nose in it it's you know you're breathing that stuff but if you do white white vinegar and water just about a tablespoon in a little spray bottle full of water you can clean the window with that. And you know what else is a good uh, product to use to clean the window? Newspaper. Old newspaper, yeah, it works great. Yeah, just make sure, because I just did it to the outsides of my windows, make sure you use pages that don't have any color on them. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? It started to run? <laughs> when you get like really close to the trim work, there's like several streaks of it. And I was like, oh, bad page, lots of color, lots of color. <laughs> do as we say, not as we do. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. Hey, if you are heading back inside because it's getting chilly and your part of the country, we have got a solution for you to make it easier for you to breathe. Yeah, because sometimes the way we're he- building our houses these days, right. the houses don't even breathe. Exactly. According to the EPA, the indoor air can actually be 25 times more polluted than outdoor air. So if you've got a forced air heating system, we've, we're going to help because October is Indoor Air Quality Month. And the Money Pit has your chance to win an April Air Model 5000 electronic air cleaner. This is the best air cleaner in the country, folks. It is rated number one by Consumer Reports. We have one. We're going to give it away. And we are going to pay for installation in your house. So you, to qualify, you've got to go to moneypit.com and register. It's called the Clear the Air Sweepstakes at moneypit.com. You get the air cleaner and you get the installation. Huge prize. And remember, no purchase necessary. We're just going to give it to you if we pick your name. And your deadline to enter is October 31st. So don't be scared by the goblins on Halloween. Make sure you enter before that day. Do it right now. 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's next? Dale in Mississippi, you're on with the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? Hi. um, I have a summer home that had a leaking toilet on the second floor, uh, or leaking pipe. And it leaked into the ceiling of the bathroom before, below. Had the plumbers come in and fix all that. But it left a lot of mold and all. And it turned out it was particle board, the ceiling of the lower bathroom. And it had mm. mold and all, all. And at night, went in with my hazmat outfit on, <laughs> okay. mask and hat, hair cover and gloves and everything else. And I just sort of spritzed uh, diluted bleach in there to kill off all the stuff. And I gradually pulled out the rest of the particle board that the plumbers didn't, didn't pull out. But it still was left out left some bands of black-looking stuff on some of the studs and all up in there. And I'm just wondering to what extent I should go ahead and 
clean all the rest of that stuff up before I put a new ceiling in there and paint it over. It is a very damp area in the summer. It's right near the ocean. Well, if, if you've actually removed all of the old, wet, damp, rotted particle board, and now you're just looking at the black stains that are left behind from the, from the moisture damage, what I would suggest you do is take a bleach solution, and with safety glasses, because you are working above your head, um, you want to probably use about one-third bleach, two-thirds water, and just spray that area down and let it dry, and then you'll, you're going to be fine. And then you can go ahead and put uh, put the ceiling back up or put a drywall ceiling back up. Now, by the way, you mentioned this is a – is this a bathroom below as well? Uh, yeah, the bathroom below is the one where it was up in the ceiling. Okay, now do you have a fan in that ceiling to help dehumidify that bathroom? No, actually, it's just a half bath. It's just a toilet and a sink, actually. It's not a full bath. Okay, because you said it was moist, and I was going to say, this is the time to do it with the ceiling torn open like that. This is the time to put an exhaust fan in. That's true. Heck, even with just a toilet, an exhaust fan isn't that bad of an idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, be polite. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, run that fan. Dale, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. We're on our way to Texas now, where Eddie's got a a siding question. Sorry, Eddie, what can we do for you? I'm working on a house. I've got a 19, it's old 55 model home. Okay. Oil company built. And it's got these asbestos. Well, I'm thinking they're asbestos. I'm not real sure, but it's those little shingle like siding that's on. Right. And I'm wondering if I need to try to take that off or if I can just overlay over top of it. What kind of siding do you want to put on, Eddie? Is that, uh, that lap siding like stuff? That vinyl siding? No, it's not vinyl. It's the. Uh, Oh, perm- permaboard type. It's a it's a composite siding. Yeah, uh, I would steer away from composite siding. Frankly, there's it doesn't have a good history in terms of durability. Uh-huh. What you might want to look at is hardy plank siding, which is a cement. It's it's like the asbestos siding, but it looks like clapboard, except it's not made of asbestos. It's made of concrete, and that's incredibly durable stuff. I, I would I would not recommend a composition siding. There's been a long history of problems associated with that in this country. In terms of whether you take it off or go over it, it's always better to take it off. Um, you should know that when you're talking about asbestos tile, the risk of exposure is fairly small. Um, generally, you wet that stuff down before you take it off. You use breathing protection, and you try to take it off with as little breakage as possible. You can, by the way, take a big nail set and punch the nails through after you get started with it, and they'll come right off. You don't even have to break them into a lot of pieces because the nails can drive right through the stuff because it's fairly soft, and that'll loosen them up and be able to pull it out. But I think you're better off taking it all off. Um, the one thing that you might want to look into before you do that, though, Eddie, is if there's any special requirements in terms of disposal of that in your part of Texas, because in some parts of the country you have to uh, bag it and take it to a special disposal area, or you should find that if you can have to do that or your town will take it away for you so that you don't, you don't end up with this pile of asbestos that you don't know what to do with. Right. Yeah, and if you dispose of it improperly, you could end up getting fined by your community. So it's yeah. always better to make a call. Yeah, but if you take it off, you're going to get a much cleaner job. You know, you're not going to have excessive thickness at the windows. You'll be able to get a very watertight seal, and that's definitely the best way to do it. I don't like going on top of siding. It's generally a very sloppy thing to do. Well, are you thinking of adding a deck to your house? It's a great way to add square footage to your home without a huge renovation. Up next, we're going to talk about a decking material that's durable and low maintenance, cedar, and how to make sure your deck makes it through the winter. You live in a money pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Dense Armor Plus, the revolutionary paperless drywall from Georgia Pacific. 
Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. We're like your handy neighbor that knows everything about home improvement, <laughs> except we won't loan you our power tools. Yeah, we know better. <laughs> Well, you know, a deck is the fastest and most inexpensive way to increase square footage without actually doing a renovation. You get to extend that living space outside in a very inexpensive, very affordable way. That's why Paul Mackey is the Western Area Manager of the Western Red Cedar Lumber Association. So, Paul, welcome. Why Red Cedar over other lumber choices when building a deck? Well, Leslie, uh, Western Red Cedar is naturally durable, and which means it resists rot and decay with ingrown preservatives, so you don't have to add potentially harmful chemicals to the wood to make it last a long time outside. Do you need to actually treat cedar, Paul? Is it smart to do that to prevent? We know that it won't rot, but is it smart to uh, treat cedar to prevent it checking and cracking over the years? Uh, yeah. The short answer is you can, you know, there are two ways to do this. You can let cedar turn gray, and you will get some surface checking, or you can, certainly not as severe as... Uh, pressure-treated lumber because of cedar's great stability. But most people, when they have a cedar deck, they want to maintain the natural look of the wood because of its natural beauty. So they will, they will use, um, they will use water, water repellent stain products, uh, usually with a little pigment in them, to help the wood repel moisture and uh, to protect it from ultraviolet damage. Now, before you even think about going and putting on any of this clear coating or even a tinted stain to help preserve it, what do you need to do? Because I know with certain lumbers, when you take fresh wood and you build a deck, you have to let it sit a certain amount of time, you know, pressure treated a year. What do you do with cedar? What's the proper prep work, especially if it's new? That's, that's a great question, Leslie, and there are a lot of myths out there regarding, regarding cedar. Most decking that's sold, western red cedar decking that's sold, is wood that's unseasoned. It hasn't been kiln dried. So the wood need, needs to be acclimatized. It needs to be allowed to lose enough moisture so that it will absorb the kinds of stains that we're talking about. So um, most decks are installed oftentimes in the spring, and so people need to let them sit for, oh, arguably maybe a week or so, uh, to allow it to dry out enough so that it will absorb the stain. We certainly would like to see, if possible, the deck stained on all sides prior to installation, which takes more time. You'd have to uh, put, the, put the decking material in a, in a well-ventilated covered area to allow it to dry. But most decks are constructed uh, with green material without allowing that to, to be done. So uh, people will, will have the deck stained uh, a week or so after it's been installed. That seems like a short amount of time. Paul, it's funny you mentioned that. You know, some weeks ago, I was at a party at a friend of mine's house in, in New York City, and I met uh, a friend of his who actually had moved into a town very close to mine. As we got talking, it turns out that this guy bought a house that I worked on over 30 years ago as a young carpenter, and I built a deck at this house out of cedar, and it turns out the deck was still standing 30 years later, and I was just amazed. You probably are not surprised by that, but I was. That doesn't surprise me at all. A, a, a deck properly installed and well-maintained, uh, you're going to get tremendous service life out of it. What about warranties? I mean, we're seeing Tom's deck that he built out of red cedar last 30 years, but what do you generally expect, and what are the recourses that a homeowner might have should they encounter a problem? Well, Western Red Cedar relies on, on the centuries of proven performance. Uh, we, we encourage homeowners to, to take long looks at these um, warranties that are being provided by the supposed maintenance or low-maintenance uh, composite products. Cedar's, cedar doesn't have a warranty. It doesn't need one because of the, uh, its great proven longevity. 
Uh, certainly 30 years is something that I would expect anyone to get out of a cedar deck or longer. That's really great to know. Paul Mackey is the Western Area Manager for the Western Red Cedar Lumber Association. Paul, before we let you go, um, what, are the most, what is the most common mistake that people make when building uh, with cedar, and especially a cedar deck? I, num- one of the biggest mistakes people make is that they don't keep ahead of mold and mildew growth, and they attack the surface of the wood uh, with uh, high-pressure power washers, which can damage it, um, thinking that that makes the mold and mildew go away, and it doesn't. Any flat surface, any deck is going to need some regular maintenance, and uh, one of the mistakes people make is that they don't stay ahead of mold and mildew growth, which you're going to get in most climates. Yeah, and frankly, you get that with any material, composites or pressure-treated uh, you know, or redwood. You're always going to have uh, some mildew growth that really just needs maintenance, and that doesn't have to be uh, difficult if you stay on top of it on a regular basis. And, you know, there's a lot of ways to do that. There are washes that you can use, and also sometimes it's just an important idea to try to trim some of the trees back. We want shade over the deck, but if it's completely buried in shade, the sunlight doesn't really get to that deck surface, and if it does, it will keep it reasonably mildew-free. That, that's absolutely correct. The, mil, the, the sunlight will, will help control mold and mildew. Keeping the deck clean will help control mold and mildew as well. You want to keep the debris off of the deck in the winter. You want to keep it out from in between the deck boards and because dirt's food for mold and mildew, and mm-hmm. it can re- actually um, encourage its growth. Good point. So even do it before you close up for the winter season if you have one in your area. Don't let it sit there all winter. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we want, we want folks to use the, the mildest solution that you can to kill mold and mildew. We prefer the use of oxygen bleach with a little bit of uh, non-phosphate-based detergent, uh, mild solution sprayed on the deck and allowed to, to sit 15 to 30 minutes to keep that under control. Good advice. Paul Mackey from the Western Red Cedar Lumber Association. Thanks for stopping by the Money Pit. If you want more information, you could log on to their website at cedar-decking.org. Well, up next of the many, many, many calls we get here at the Money Pit every week, flooring is the number one topic, including questions about the new kit on the block, that laminate flooring product we keep hearing about. But everybody wants to know, what is laminate flooring exactly? Is it wood? Is it plastic? Is it as tough as a real hardwood floor? Well, the folks at Consumer Reports say so, so we've got to believe them. We're going to have that story after this. I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash universal home. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. Eight-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. Did you know that the air inside your home can be up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside? No matter how clean you keep your home, it's littered with harmful contaminants like viruses, bacteria, and mold, pet dander, dust, and pollen. Contaminants that cause illness and make allergies and asthma much more severe. Thankfully, there's a way to make your home healthy. The April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. 
Using the best air cleaning technology available, April Air is the only whole home air cleaner that effectively removes harmful contaminants, even viruses, from the air your family breathes. And that makes your whole home a comfortable, healthy place to be. Your family deserves the best, so why not give them the best? Make your whole home healthier with the April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. If your house could talk, it would probably tell you to call Roto-Rooter to take care of your plumbing and drain problems. Your home's plumbing system is worth about 8% of your home's value, so address small problems before they become big ones. Call the pros at Roto-Rooter for jobs, big or small, day or night, planned or even those emergencies. You'll get quality, on-time service from friendly, caring people. For local service, call Roto-Rooter at 800-942-ROTO or schedule online at rotorooter.com. Not all services available at all offices. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Think of us as your home improvement safety net. We're like the difference <laughs> between a grounded outlet and an embarrassing trip to the emergency room. So call us right now with your home improvement projects. Call us with your do-it-yourself dilemmas. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. The website is moneypit.com. Leslie, let's talk about flooring. Yeah, you guys keep asking us all sorts of questions about laminate flooring, so we're here to clear up the whole situation. Okay, laminate floors, they look just like real hardwood, they look like real stone, they even look like real ceramic, but they're not the real material at all. Laminate flooring is actually a high-tech material that's constructed by taking a photograph of the real thing that they're mimicking and then laminating that onto fiberboard and sealing it with an incredibly durable protective coating. The result is flooring that looks just like the real thing, but in some ways it's even better, more durable. For example, research done by the folks at the Consumer Reports showed that certain laminate floors that look like hardwoods were sometimes even tougher than the real hardwood floor themselves. I mean, that's a huge thing. I believe it too. And more durable and better to put in different locations in the house. And other benefits of the laminate flooring include the fact that they're easy to install, so it's a do-it-yourself project if you feel capable, and they're also going to stand up to wear and tear, and your kids and your pets, so it's a good thing. I can also testify to that because I was uh, one of the first kids on my block to put laminate floor down, and the kids have not been able to kill it. They've been trying for like eight years now, (laughs) and it's really standing up pretty well. You know, um, there's also the other question that we often get about floors is uh, the difference between engineered flooring and laminate flooring. Is engineered flooring laminate real hardwood? Well, there are actually two types of hardwood. There's solid hardwood and then there's engineered. Solid is, of course, 100% solid. It can be sanded, it can be refinished. Engineered hardwood is also 100% wood, but it's sometimes able to be sanded and refinished, and it's manufactured by permanently bonding together multiple layers of solid wood in a cross-ply construction. Think plywood, but with really, really good wood. And really thin, too. Yeah, and very, very thin. The result is you get incredible strength, you get moisture and humidity resistance, and you can put it in some places that you perhaps can't put 
solid hardwood. For example, you may be able to put it in the basement if your moisture is not too high. Or a bathroom even. Or, or a bathroom, that's right. Now, if you want more information on the differences between engineered hardwood, real hardwood, or laminate floor, there's a great guidebook online at the website for Armstrong Floors. So you go to armstrong.com and you click on the complete guide to flooring. That again is at armstrong.com. Great book if you're thinking about tackling a flooring project this time of year. Check it out at armstrong.com. Yeah, that website is so great. Armstrong.com did a great job. So if you're thinking about spending some money on flooring, do your research first and get the right product for the right place in your house. Definitely worth checking out. Coming up in our next e-newsletter, we're going to tell you how to avoid cold air infiltration. It's the number one way you lose energy dollars in your home. You can sign up for our free e-newsletter right now at moneypit.com, and it's delivered every week to you in your inbox absolutely free of charge. Well, 4 million Americans own the OnePlus power tool system. It's from Ryobi. You're all very familiar with it. It's that popular 18-volt power tool platform. It works with more than 20 different tools, so it's very, very useful. And Ryobi, in fact, is introducing some new additions to that lineup this fall. So it's a big sneak peek we're letting you in on. And we've got three of those tools. It's the OnePlus Inflator, the OnePlus Radio, and the OnePlus Personal Fan. You're also going to get two batteries and a charger. We're giving away this package of prizes worth 100 bucks to one caller this hour. To qualify, you have to call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. You must be willing to come on the air and ask your home improvement question to qualify for that OnePlus Ryobi prize package worth 100 bucks. 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's next? We're on our way to Texas with Claude. What's on your mind? Just had questions on the tankless water heater versus the standard, you know, gas gas heater. Okay. And also the uh, PEX uh, type plumbing system, uh, in particular the Kitex system. Well, let's start with the PEX plumbing system. Uh, that was recently reviewed by the experts at Fine Home Building Magazine. Pex is in fact, a new had, type of piping, correct? Yeah, we had Kevin Ireton on, the editor of Fine Home Building Magazine. They had actually done some research on that and were very, very positive with the results. So they were kind of excited about it. I personally have been afraid to try any newfangled plastic pipes because of what happened with all the recalls with the other types of plastic pipes. But uh, the PEX has been getting a pretty good reputation as being a great option. So it's interesting to see that the builders in the use scenario are starting to use that stuff. Now, as far as the water heater is concerned, you know, your, your, your question is, do you want a smart water heater or a dumb one? The standard water heaters, I always say that they're dumb because they heat the water to the 120 degrees, 24-7, 365, whether you need it or not. The tankless water heaters do it on demand, which is the best way to go, because this way you're only heating water that you actually need to use. Plus, you have some additional functionality. For example, you can control the temperature of the water simply by adjusting a dial on the unit. So let's say if you have kids in the house and they're taking a shower, you can dial it down 10, 15 degrees. If you want to do a real tough cleaning job, you can dial it up a little bit and so on. So you have total control over it that way. So I really like tankless, and I think that's the way to go. Well, great. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Kathleen in Rhode Island's on the line, and apparently she's quite tall. How can we help you today? Yes, um, I think everybody is getting taller and taller. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but we still have a standard shelf height. My question is, why hasn't it changed? <laughs> <laughs> Why hasn't it changed? I think generally shelf height has just been standardized for so many years that it just hasn't adjusted. I think what you should look into as far as 
putting and shelving in your house is things that you can control the installation, control the height of where they go. Even if you're installing your own cabinets, your upper cabinets in the kitchen, have your contractor or yourself, whoever's doing the work, put them up at a higher location to be more accommodating for you. You know, for years I used to work in construction and I got sick and tired of the short sawhorses that all my coworkers had. So when I built my own, I made them about six inches higher so that I didn't have to bend over all the time and, and you know, put all that wear and tear on my back. And so. you know what I like to do on my work tables? You know, if you just have a plastic folding table, I take a length of PVC pipe, you know, maybe right. four inches, six inches. That's the same diameter as that leg of the table. And then I put a little cap on the bottom and I just slap the four of them on the bottom of the legs and that lifts the table up so when i'm leaning over doing my sewing work it doesn't put a lot of strain on my back yeah it makes it makes a big difference kathleen thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit coming up next on the money pit we're going to answer an email question about water filters and how to stop odors coming from your water supply so stay with us you live in a money pit This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. You can call us 24-7-365 at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Or you can log on to our website and shoot us an email by clicking on Ask Tom and Leslie. And check it out because it's a beautiful new site, It's folks. brand spanky new. Check it out. So, Leslie, why don't we jump in to the email bag? we got a lot came in this week. All right, here we go. This is from Bruce in Washington, D.C., who writes, Our vacation home has a terrible iron odor. I really need a filter of some sort to attach to the incoming water supply. However, I know as much about that as I do about rocket science. I'm assuming he's not a rocket scientist. Apparently not, and I'm sure the rocket scientists will be offended out there as well. <laughs> um, well, let's see. Bruce, iron odors. Now, you, you could put a filter in the water line. Most of the filters contain magnesium dioxide or hydrogen sulfide. And um, you basically are going to have to have a professional plumber install one. I would contact the How company. How disruptive like, is that to your plumbing well, system to get into that? You're going to need to call somebody like a Culligan company and have them install the filter. The other thing, though, if it's just odor that you're dealing with, um, it's entirely possible that that could be stemming not from your, your water supply but from the hot water. Because if you don't have a lined water heater, usually water heaters have to be glass-lined, but there are some that are not. If it's not glass-lined, you can get a reaction between the water and the metal of the water heater tank, and that can cause the odor as well. Would that happen right off the bat with a new water heater, or does that sort of happen over time and then gets worse towards the end of its life? If it was a new water heater, it could happen right off the bat if it wasn't lined. It depends on whether or not it's glass-lined or not. The, new, the, the most modern ones are glass-lined. If you have a glass-lined water heater, then you're probably going to have to use the filter on the line. All right, here's one from Barbara in Greensboro, North Carolina. I have an old frame cabin in a harsh mountain climate in Virginia. Virginia. The old plywood porch is badly in need of repainting. What kind of paint should I use on the floor? It is screened and roofed, but sun and wind and some rain do come in. It's hot in the summer and cold in the winter, and the dirt is always tracked on it. Well, you know, the plywood is not designed to be an exterior product. It's, it's, uh, it may have exterior glue, but the wood will still rot. Um, the type of paint that you use, probably on a floor, the best paint to use would be one that's epoxy-based. I would think about using one of the air-cured epoxies or the chemical-cured epoxy paints, such as those that are sold for garage floors or basements, because they're very, very tough, and they do a really good job standing up to that kind of harsh climate. 
But Barbara, remember, make sure that that plywood flooring is very, very dry before you apply any of product, paint, whatever onto it. Otherwise, it's not going to adhere. So if it's been raining, let it dry out for a good two or three days. Okay, so you like natural products like natural stone floors, natural wood, natural countertops. They look great, but maintaining their beauty takes a little caution and some preparation. On today's edition of Leslie's Last Words, she's got the solution. You know, that's right, Tom. Cleaning a natural stone surface, I mean, generally you want to make sure you want to be careful because you're going to be spending quite a bit of money on whether it's granite or tile or marble. So you want to make sure you clean it right because if you use the wrong product, you can actually remove its natural beauty. You can actually shorten the stone's life or even alter its color by using the wrong chemicals and the wrong tools. There's both water-based and solvent-based cleansers available on the market, but the hardness and the absorbency of the stone that you have in your house is going to determine which type you should use. So make sure you choose carefully and be sure to test an inconspicuous area first before you roll up your sleeves and tackle that job. You know, try to get a sample. When you went shopping for that surface, whatever it is you used, you probably have a sample tile or a slab of that piece of granite. Try cleaning that first before you tackle that huge countertop and it's going to be a big bunch of money to repair it or replace it. So listen to our advice and you'll be happy. It's beautiful stuff, but it does need some tea to make sure that it doesn't get messed up while you're trying to keep it as clean and pretty as it started. Well, coming up next week on The Money Pit, you probably have smoke detectors in your home, but are you using them correctly? Do you even know if they are in proper working order? Are they in the right places? Find out what you're doing right and wrong when it comes to your smoke detectors next week on the program. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.